vote of confidence in my preaching from Harriet. <laughs> Good lass. <laughs> Let's just take a moment, shall we? Lord, I pray that you will be in my words and in our hearts and minds this morning. Amen. Well, on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday this last week, I was fortunate enough uh, to be able to have a couple of days away. Uh, Although I really missed uh, my wife Claire and our little daughter Esther, who's a a bit older than these two uh, at the front, uh, and of course Ella, our dog, as well. Um, It was great to be able to get away for a couple of days, uh, slightly rushed as they were. Every November, um, this time of year, exactly this this week, the same days, uh, it's normally for three days rather than two, but I could only manage two this year, I meet up with 15 or so of my friends um, from my ordination training, the three years uh, I had um, training uh, to be a priest. And we meet in the same uh, beautiful big house uh, down in Hampshire, quite a way away for me. Lots of them are down rather closer, but it's well worth heading that distance. And we're really privileged to be able to stay in that place. As well as meeting up, all of us keep uh, in touch uh, during the year via a WhatsApp group. Uh, In our first service, where the majority of the congregation are seniors, I then had to explain to them what a WhatsApp group is, um, but I'm taking it as read that you're all pretty familiar with that sort of thing. And if you're not, ask someone next to you who will know. Um, But anyway, um, these... Uh, these, these few days, um, despite the, the WhatsApp chat that goes on through the year, these three days are particularly special for all of us. They're a chance at the most basic level um, to just enjoy being in each other's company. But the most important part of that time is when we worship together uh, and also take it in turns. Uh, each of us has about a 20-minute slot to share in what's been going on in our life and our ministry over the course of the last year. Um, it occurs to me I should have put a photo of us all up there. Um, I'm, there, there is a, a wonderful photo. I'm, I'm distinctly the least extroverted person in that. So I, I'm sort of standing there primly like that in the photo and the rest of them are all making large, large um, jumps and, and arm waves all over the place. Um, maybe I should put it on our Facebook page or something like that so you can, you can see all my buddies. Um, but um, when we come together, we tell each other about uh, the moments of joy and the times of struggle, um, perhaps even uh, times of hurt or pain that we've had over the course of the past year. Uh, and we talk too about the opportunities and the challenges that we, uh, we anticipate we're going to face in the year to come. And then everybody else uh, prays for the one person who has shared uh, in those 20 minutes. Um, And it's it's a very uh, profound moment to be prayed for by all your friends in that way. In this way too, each of us journeys together in our Christian lives. Um, as followers of Jesus, and, and this has nothing especially at all to do with the fact that we're all ordained and so we all get to wear one of these. Um, as followers of Jesus, we're part of what St. Paul, uh, in his letter to these early Christians in the city of Ephesus, uh, which is in our reading this morning, we're all part of what St. Paul calls the body of Christ. 
we're all as well in another image that's very often used to refer to followers of Jesus uh, and with which I opened this morning's service with the words from the start of St. John's Gospel. We're all children of God. We're all part of God's family. So let's look at our passage from Paul's letter to the Ephesians to help us understand a bit more about what being part of God's family might look like and its implications for us. I'd like to draw out three themes from what Paul writes in this letter that I believe help us to understand what it means to be a member of God's family, which we also know Uh, as the church, of course. God's family is the church, as we said at the start of the baptism service. And by that I don't, don't just mean this church here, St. Giles, but one universal church in every country of the world, uh, in every denomination, which exists wherever Christians gather to worship and to pray. I think it's striking that at the start of our passage, Paul places great emphasis to his readers on the need for them to be united in their faith and in the way in which they behave amongst themselves and also towards others who aren't part of that group of Christians. So Paul writes, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. If we think about our own biological families, there are always going to be greater or lesser tensions at play. It's only human that that's the case, as long as we don't allow ourselves to spiral off into something that looks a bit like an episode of EastEnders. But we're called as members of God's family, the church, to make every effort to be united with one another. Of course, we have um, our disagreements like any normal family does, but we are particularly called to be united with one another. As Jesus says to his disciples uh, in a passage that occurs just before he was crucified in John's Gospel, chapter 17, the most important way in which Christians show to the world what God is like And the love that God has for every single one of us, every single one of you, for me, everyone in the whole of the world. The most important way in which we Christians can show that is through each one of us acting in love and therefore in unity towards one another. That's a particularly distinctive thing that the church, uh, the members of the church really strive to do. So the first theme from our passage from Ephesians uh, that I believe helps us to understand what it means to be a member of God's family is this. As it says in verse 3, unity of the Spirit. Unity in and unity through the Holy Spirit. Unity in the body of Christ. Unity in God's family. Unity in the church. It's the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, that's the presence of God in the world. When Jesus uh, went to be with his heavenly Father, when he left this earth, Jesus left the Holy Spirit with all of us to guide us, to comfort us, to inspire us, to transform us. Um, And the Holy Spirit is still with us today. 
still living amongst us. It's this Holy Spirit who, if we invite him into our lives and we choose to follow in his footsteps, as Paul says at the start of our passage, it's this Holy Spirit who works in us, who transforms us more and more into the likeness of Jesus so that we show in our lives um, what are referred to uh, elsewhere in St. Paul's writing, in his letter to the church in Galatia, uh, what he calls the fruit of the Spirit in each one of us. Those things are faithfulness, self-control, gentleness, patience, kindness, goodness, peace and joy and love. Imagine what it would be like to have all of these fruits, all of these gifts at work powerfully within you, within each one of us, every moment of every day. What a transformation it would make in our lives and it would make in the lives of those with whom we come into contact every day, whether that's in our families, in our homes, in our workplaces, um, maybe in the gym that we go to, maybe in the cafe that we go and have our coffee in, in our gardens, in our allotments, wherever it may be. How amazing would that be? And that's exactly what St. Paul says here, echoing Jesus' words, that this transformation can take place through the Holy Spirit, through his presence in our lives, in your life. So having these fruit of the Holy Spirit growing in our lives, sharing in unity in that spirit. That's the first of the themes that we see as characteristic of being part of being God's family. And the second is this, unity in baptism. When we're baptised into God's family, uh, just as Harriet and as Ethan uh, have been baptised just now. Each one of us, as the water of baptism, is poured over our heads three times. Or if you're an adult um, and you are baptised in a, in, a, in a great big baptismal pool, um, you're, you're, you're dunked, if you like, three times under the water um, to represent um, God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. Each one of us in that is echoing the baptism of Jesus that we see an account of in each of the Gospels when he was baptised in the River Jordan by John the Baptist. And as we declare in uh, the words around the baptism, what's called the liturgy, um, the, the liturgy that we've just said together, the Holy Spirit was poured into Jesus by his Heavenly Father in this moment of baptism. In exactly the same way, we ask God to send his blessing on the water of baptism in our service. That's what we did, and that's what I did when I blessed the water, in order that all who are baptised here, in order that Ethan, in order that Harriet, um, that they would be filled with the Holy Spirit. And that, again, as we say in the words of the liturgy, all those who are baptised in this water of baptism may know themselves loved as God's children. Children of God, like Jesus himself. Everyone a member of God's family. 
So first of all, we're united as God's family through the presence of the Holy Spirit at work within each one of us. Secondly, we're united as God's family through the baptism into that family, the church, that body that we all share. And thirdly, as Paul writes to the Ephesians, we're united in God's family in maturity, in our maturing as followers of Jesus. It's precisely by being together as Christians, supporting each other, growing in our faith, building each other up, challenging each other at times as well, uh, challenging, as Paul writes, with honesty and openness and love. It's precisely by doing that that we grow in our individual faith and our collective faith as well, and in our Christ-likeness as part of of God's family. Within this family, we each have different roles. We each have different gifts, as Paul acknowledges. Each part uh, in the image that Paul uses of a body, um, not only here, but uh, elsewhere in his writings, each part of that body doing its own work, but contributing together to the life and the health of the whole body, the whole of God's family. We each have a part to play within that. And this applies, of course, not just within our own church here uh, at St. Giles or other churches like us elsewhere, um, or across the universal church. Uh, It also applies in groupings of Christians that come together from completely different places, just like um, my friends and I from from what we describe as, as vicar school this last week. God's family really is extraordinary in this way. The way in which there's a common understanding, a shared ground of faith, a shared hope in the promises of Jesus and a sharing in the love of God. This extraordinary way that enables people from completely different age groups, from uh, entirely different walks of life, from different um, social and economic groupings, different nationalities, different languages even, that we're enabled to speak this same one language, the language of Jesus Christ, when we come together. This is the wonderful thing that happens with my friends and me, especially on these three days each year, and which on a more local scale happens day in, day out, amongst God's people here at St. Giles and at countless other churches across our nation and the whole of the world, each one of them parts of God's universal family. If you yourself wouldn't consider you uh, consider yourself already to be part of God's family the good news of Jesus is that you too can become part of this amazing body if you're open to inviting Jesus into your life we hold you if that's you especially in prayer now And if you feel you'd like to explore that a bit further, uh, come and chat to me about about that after the service, and I'd be only too happy uh, to talk to you about it. But as I draw to a close now, 
we pray once again for Harriet and for Ethan, that from this day of their baptism onwards, they'll know God's presence in their lives through the work of the Holy Spirit in them, that they'll grow to maturity in Jesus Christ and see those amazing fruit of the Holy Spirit in every aspect of their lives and that they'll know throughout those lives what a huge blessing it is to be part of God's universal family, the church, a place where they can share and be encouraged in their challenges, where they can be comforted in their hardships and where they can join with the people of God, with all of us, to celebrate what we hope and believe will be their many and wonderful joys in life. In Jesus' name, we pray this for them. Amen.